Yo, what's good, podcast? Uh, hope everybody's doing well, getting ready for the holidays and all that good stuff. I'm super pumped. Just launched the Cobalt Blue GB005s with K-Swiss. You can go to GaryVee.com slash 005005. Gary V, G-A-R-Y-V-E-E dot com slash 005 for more information. I saw a bunch of you pick them up from social and from community in the last couple of days. Uh, we are unlimited quantities at this point. Make sure you get a pair for yourself or your favorite entrepreneur this holiday season. GaryV.com slash 005. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's up, podcast? I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. This episode is from a keynote Gary gave in Orlando at the National Achievers Congress on November 18th. Hope you find incredible value here. Be sure to tweet or text him with any questions that you have. And I hope you enjoy. Good afternoon. Thank you. So, <clears throat> look, I think there's, there's, there's so many different things to uh, talk about today. Uh, but what I really want to focus on is really the two extremes. The more I spend time in the business world, in life in general, the more I realize that the middle sucks. That there's so many people that got caught up in the middle. And what I mean by that is, I really genuinely believe that what makes a successful business, and then more importantly, much more importantly, I think what really helps someone be happy is really winning on the edges. And what I mean by winning on the edges is the following. I've come to realize that since at a very young age, I've been playing in the two extremes of having a North Star, a perspective, a mindset that has allowed me to be happy, and then all the way on the other extreme, be wildly and deeply in practitionership and actually making and doing. And you know, even seeing this gentleman wearing the clouds and dirt sneaker, like that was, I'm not sure I'm ever gonna position anything or any product in a more honest place from where I play because really I am a complete byproduct of somebody who lives in the clouds and plays in the dirt. And in the analogy I started this with, which is the middle sucks, I genuinely watch people play in the middle. They don't fully have a strategy, or when I say strategy, they lack self-awareness of who they actually are. They're deeply dependent on other people's judgment. There's a whole lot of hopes and wants versus realities. And, and they're just genuinely not structured to be happy because of the circumstances of DNA, parenting, environment, and, and that's the clouds. Like, so, like, it's just so fun to live a life where you're not worried about other people's opinions when you're not dwelling on the past, when you lack the ability to expect things from others, because what it leads to is just a whole lot of happiness. It also leads to all the stuff I talk about. When you genuinely are happy about your process, you're really enjoying what you do, you've really tuned out both the cheering and the booing, all of a sudden, so much good behavior comes from that. You, you don't buy dumb to impress people because you're not worried if they're impressed or they're not. You do make content or start things because if it fails, you're not worried about them booing you. You're not worried about the judgment. You, it's just such an interesting place and I will probably spend the majority of my next 60 years trying to get to a place where I figure out different ways how to communicate this clouds thing because it's extremely obvious to me that my mentality, the way I was raised, the serendipity, and this is completely driven by gratitude. I get to stand up here because of the luck of the moment that my parents decided to have sex, right? Because this is a DNA thing, I mean that. I genuinely mean it. Like, like my perspective on life, my complete and utter obsession with not having any expectations from any other human being, having no expectations, having zero entitlement, genuinely not thinking I deserve anything, still being in a place where, and I was at the airport just now, I took like seven selfies before I boarded it, some guy slides in, I saw him watching the whole time, slides in, he's like, you ever tired of them? Like, never, never. How in, how in, the, how in the world can a human being be tired of admiration? Like, it's, it's too humbling. I live a life where people think it's cool to take a picture with me. That's, that's, 
ludicrous. That's incredible. I will never figure out how not to lean into my humility. But that humility comes from a mindset that starts with deep self-esteem and deep understanding that other people's judgments actually have zero, zero impact on your life. And I get to be the byproduct of tremendous parenting to have that mindset. Not everybody had that. My father didn't. I know how my grandmother raised him and I watch how his actions go based on that. So I stand here, Orlando, today with deep gratitude for the way I was built. When I hear the accolades, when those cheers come, it's so easy for me to default into your cheering me as a byproduct of a whole lot of great circumstances, a whole lot of good parenting, which doesn't allow me to get high or ever have an ego of not the humility. I'm the byproduct. I am desperate to figure out how to put sentences together to get you to understand how much that's the game. The reason I'm not interested in talking about becoming a millionaire is because I know thousands of millionaires who are miserable as What I'm interested in is trying to figure out how to get you to understand why it's so fun for me to play in the dirt. What I'm interested in is why does this work for me? Why did it work for me? Why does it work for other people that I see? Right, because most people have no interest in putting in the deeply, deeply deep hours of work required to actually be successful. Let me save you a whole lot of time. There is no shortcut or system or program or magic formula. If you wanna build something that's meaningful and sustain it, it takes an obnoxious amount of hard work. In perpetuity, forever, bleeding out of your mouth. That's just the truth. You know, are there maneuvers that borderline are illegal or at best wildly unethical that lead to short-term cash? Yes. Do 98% of those people end up losing that money or going into a very dark mental place? Yes. And if you're interested in that, that's awesome. Do you, I don't give a <laughs> You're not my sister. You know, you're not my kids. I don't care. What I care about is being historically correct selfishly. And what I know is the following. We live in a time that is so opportunistic, it's wildly uncomfortable. How many people here over the age of 40? Raise your hand. So for the people that have their hands up, we are fortunate to have the context of understanding a world pre-internet at scale that how many people under the age of 30? Raise your hands. You characters. First of all, in my opinion, deeply the most interesting and best generation. I hate watching old people on you. I mean that. On the flip side, you have the unfortunate nature of what you don't control, which is you've never really been punched in the mouth because the economy's been too good since you've been a grown up. So you're delusional. We live let me say this, this is some real talk. How many, it, how many people have been running their business for five years? Raise your hand. If you've raised your hand and you're not crushing it, you've got a problem. And let me tell you what that problem is. The last five years have been the single easiest years to build a successful business in the history of time. So if you just raised your hand and you're not winning and you're not happy, you're in a spot. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a take a step back and think maybe this isn't the right business. Maybe I'm chasing quick cash. The reason there's so many crypto and cannabis and social media experts is people chase trends, not what they're good at or like. Not super complicated. People are chasing the next fast thing. If one more rolls up on me in public and says they have a CBD brand, I'm gonna punch them in the nuts. I know you do. (laughs) 
<laughs> Bro, I have a CBD infused beef great now what? People think CBD is like the magic formula. You're commoditized, everybody's got one. It's now bad to be in that business. Same old supply and demand, supply and demand. My friends, I come here this afternoon with one agenda, to put pressure on the thing that has always been tried and true. Self-awareness and work ethic lead to happiness. We're living in a very dangerous time, even though it's great, because right now we are in the white hot moment of entrepreneurship being cool. I live the benefit of that every day, Hence, I feel a triple responsibility to remind people that it is an extremely lonely and difficult venture to be a successful entrepreneur. Most people fail, and many will, and God forbid the economy softens, so many people are so over leveraged with raising capital or delusion that they're gonna get caught. And so it's just an important time right now, while it's still good, for everybody to truly, truly realize that the it's so simple. The path to happiness is actually wanting to work 15 hours a day. Whether you work nine or 11 or two or 30, the key is you have to like it. Like you're, t- you're talking to somebody who failed all his classes starting in fourth grade because I didn't like it. I was capable. I didn't like it. I have so much empathy for people trying to start businesses who don't like their business or are not meant to be entrepreneurs because I lived it for the majority of my life. The entire first chapter of my life was being forced to do something that wasn't naturally in me. I I mean, every day of my life now, 15 hours goes like a blink. First period of eighth grade felt like an eternity. How many people here hated school? Just raise your hands. So for everybody who remembers, like, remember looking at the clock that didn't move? I was like, haven't we been in science for an hour? No, four minutes, me. (laughs) What's crazy is I know a lot of you are living that professionally right now. And half of you are doing it because you think there's the money in that thing, whether it's real estate or crypto or cannabis or t-shirts or whatever it might be. You're literally doing what you're doing because somebody told you or somebody you know made money in it. And we have to break that. You will never ever win playing a game that somebody else loves more than you. We also need a huge conversation around patience. You guys know I push this if you follow me, but it's because I lived it. You know what it's like to go into a business at 22 and know you're signing up for 15 years to build a business for your parents and you're gonna leave with nothing? That's what I did. You know, when kids are like, Gary, you don't get it. I'm like, I get it. Worked 15 hours a day, seven days a week, had no social life for 15 years of my life to build a business for my parents and bounced with nothing and had to start VaynerMedia at a somebody else's conference room because I had no money. I get it very simply. I get it a whole lot. I get it the most. I love when people are like, oh, this guy, his parents gave my favorite one. His dad gave him $3 million. No, my dad had a business doing $3 million. I worked 15 years to build a business to 65 million and I left with owning none of it. Now what? Now what's your excuse, Johnny Pants? <laughs> so you're talking to somebody who did it, who left at 34 and started at zero and built what I've built in the last decade because of my experience, my talent, I get that. And we all have different paths, but people are impatient. This goes back to judgment. The reason so many of you want to win right now so fast is you wanna show other people you won. This is why credit cards everyone. People wanna buy they can't afford to show people they're actually winning versus actually winning. My friends, my friends, we're in a deep, listen to me, we're in a deeply, deeply complicated place where we've always worried about fronting and impressing others and that used to be 13 people, and now we live complete public lives, and it's everybody, so it's compounded. Everybody's taking a hike on the weekend for the Instagram photo, not for the hike. People are right now, subconsciously, you don't even realize that you're doing it. Right now, if you took a step back, you can't imagine how much you're thinking about your holiday vacation predicated on the photos you post versus the vacation itself. 
We live in a world where people yearn for affirmation or compliments, which makes them wildly vulnerable to booing. The reason so many of you struggle and you don't post with a negative hater or this is because you overvalue compliments which make you vulnerable to negativity. This is something we really need to start talking about. Like, why are you here? Like, why are we here today? Like, I love you too. On some real, like, what are we doing here? I assume if you've decided to spend money on a, let's say Monday, on a Monday afternoon and listen to this, that you're looking for something, which is cool. My curiosity is what? Because for me, if you're looking for tactics, they're so easy. I've been telling you, how many people here follow me? What, you think you're gonna get something crazy up here today? You know exactly what I'm gonna say. I feel like Aerosmith up here. I'm not playing new music, I'm gonna play the classics. But the reason I keep like doing this and why it's interesting to me is I've learned in the last decade especially but kind of always knew, right place, right time, right analogy, right moment, right? Like to me it's been fascinating to watch people consume my content. You know, what's great about how I do it and how I recommend you do it is read your comments, read your DMs, read your, you know, I know a lot of you are mad I haven't texted you back. I get 4,000 of them a day. I'm texting 300 back, I just can't catch up, but I'm telling you, I read that and the reason I read it is it allows me to know what I need to talk about here. You think I knew that people were super sad because their parents were paying for I didn't know that. My parents didn't pay for my so I could have never known that. It was the thousands of emails in the last five years that I've read from kids in their 20s who finally reconciled the fact of like, oh, my unhappiness comes from the fact that my parents are secretly paying for my life, which consciously and subconsciously makes me feel like a loser. Let me tell you something right now. You wanna get happy real, real, real fast? I don't know how many people this is gonna work for in this room, but if you're in this camp, if you are over the age of 22 and your parents pay for anything on some real you need to leave this conference, call your parents and say, I'm never taking another dollar from you. There is nothing more obvious to me out of all the listening I've done in the last half decade that the thing I just said is leading to a stunning amount of bad. A bad between the kid and the parents, a bad about that kid. All they're doing is taking that money to look like they're doing something which starts corroding you subconsciously in a way that you cannot imagine. I'm telling you, living on your own two feet is foundational to happiness. The resentment that you're creating towards your parents and the resentment that your parents are going towards you is remarkable. It's really funny, 40-year-old crowd and higher go up. You guys remember, when we were growing up, if your parents were gonna help you, you borrowed money. You paid it back. We're not living there anymore. And that's amazing and I know, listen, as somebody who grew up with not a little and has it a lot now, I look at my kids, I want to, but I want them to be happy, not look like they're successful. My friends, we are living in a unbelievably special time, one that the robots in 4,000 years are gonna talk about as an important era. (laughs) And what's important about this era is the clouds and the dirt. This is the greatest era of opportunity. It's also one of the most vulnerable eras ever because of that opportunity. This is a game of going inside. You need to map. Here's a tactic. You wanna write some down, here's one. Who, write down in order whose opinion matters to you. There we go. But on some real the people's opinions that matter the most to you are the things that you're most vulnerable to. And you need to hack that. That is a real important hack. Because I'm watching people completely live their lives based on other people's opinions. From things that kinda make sense, like your parents, to things that make no sense, like a random comment on your post. And so for me, 
for me, I come here today with like the hope that three, six, 11 people hear me this time. You know, because the reality is, is when? Like, I've given you the tactics, I'll give them to you one more time since we're here. The only thing that matters in the end is the ability to communicate what you're trying to achieve. No matter what your service is, B2B this, commercial that, t-shirt this, tea that, sneaker, ice cream, house, bird, going for mayor, whatever you're trying to sell yourself, the only thing that ultimately matters in the internet world is the ability to communicate to others that thing. That becomes the variable of how many people you close. If you are a tremendous communicator, then more people will buy your thing. It's not complicated. The way to be a great communicator in 2020 is to win on the 10 platforms that dominate the phone. That is life. Nobody here is going to Hollywood and starting their own TV show on prime time or on Netflix. Let's stop. Everybody here can put out 23 posts tomorrow on these platforms, but you're not. How many people here consume my content? No shot anybody that just raised their hand is putting out 64 pieces of content a day. You hear it, you see it, you get hyped for 48 seconds, you get, you're gonna be super fired up in another 40 minutes, I'm gonna jazz you the for the next 40 minutes. But I'll be very honest with you, that hit means nothing because next Thursday comes in and then you try to do your first LinkedIn post but you don't know what to say, right? Like my friends, the reason I'm trying, the, listen, I used, three, four years ago, I tried to stay very far away from mindset and motivation. I hate that. It's just that I can't understand when I'm telling you exactly what, I've now put out three decks in full detail of what you should do. Everybody in this room should put out 50 to 100 pieces of content a day. Do it. Why one isn't? Immediately, Gary, I don't have a D-Rock or a team. I've been doing this since 2006. I didn't have a team either for the first eight years. How do you think I got to having a team? Patience and doing it. So please, listen to me. Everything you wish, everything you dream, everything you hope to accomplish out of today, tactically, is completely predicated on your ability to make pictures, video, and written words across Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, you know, YouTube, podcast. That's it. That's the answer. But the reason there's a smattering of claps is because you know you haven't been doing it even though I've been pounding it down your throat for the last three years. Which leads me to why. And that is how I found myself into territories I never thought that I would be making content about. Your spouse, your father, your best friend, that bad thing that happened to you when you were eight. All that is inside of all of us that has created insecurity to actually put out content. That's it, that's it. And so, that's what's happening and layered on top of that is the imagery of what success looks like. That's something I'm super passionate about. I'm passionate in the utter confusion that things lead to happiness. That a car, like do you know how many people DM me literally like Gary Vee, if I could just have a Mercedes, my life would be awesome. Do you know how many people right now are plotting and saving to buy a piece of clothing? Why? I'll tell you why. They wanna wear that piece of clothing, rock that handbag, have those sneakers to show everybody else that they're successful. We are in a great era of makeup. Everybody's fronting, trying to press everybody. Why? Because you're insecure. You actually care about other people's opinion because you were told you weren't good enough because some, you got a chip on your shoulder. I know about a chip. Every single teacher except 
for Senora Kennedy, big shout out to my Spanish teacher in high school that if she didn't pass me on charisma, I'd still be in North Hunter in high school. <laughs> and 98% of my friend's parents thought that I would be a straight loser in life because the only ROI from 1990 to 1994 was your grades and what college you were going to. Now, it's flipped. That still exists, but we also have an entire era of, did you put entrepreneur in your Instagram profile? There's a lot more to being an entrepreneur than putting it in your profile. I mean, like, literally 99% of people that put entrepreneur in their Instagram profile would be no different than if I put rapper and athlete in my profile. We need a reset, Orlando. We need a big, big reset. The reason I feel different than a lot of people that kinda look like me is because coming out of my mouth is different than what's coming out of theirs. It's not super complicated. My is universal. It's always been this way. Building a true foundation is how you build success. There's, like, it scares me. It scares me how many people think there's a hack. Let me just save everybody a lot of time. If you think there's a hack, a secret, a system, or a quick path, humans are smart. Everybody would then do it. Let me say it one more time for in the back. I see you. There's no shortcut. None, zero. Okay, if you're willing to play with me and you can sit back for a day or a week and figure out why or who's got your control, who you're insecure to, who you're trying to prove to, if you can get over that hump, which is by the way, when I look at this crowd, six people. Six people are gonna take this talk and finally say The quickest way if you're one of those six people is to call that person and tell them to go themselves. So that's the quickest way. Obviously, if that's your mom, you don't wanna just call and be like, mom, yeah, listen, go yourself. You may wanna go with a different path of like, mom, I'm tired and I just can't live this way anymore and whether it's your fault or mine, I'm just done living based on your opinions and I'm gonna do me and that's what's gonna happen and I'll see you on the flip side. And if you were right, cool. And if I'm right, cool. That's what's happening. A lot of people, I appreciate that, and a lot of people aren't making it because here's where, here's where it gets confusing. A lot of people aren't making the call because they don't actually believe in themselves that they're actually gonna win the debate. You know, it's really fun to go call your parent or your sibling or your spouse and be like, you know what, you, I'm gonna start that baking company and I'm gonna kill it, but if you actually think you're gonna fail, you really lost. That's why you're not making the call. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people love to front. They're like, I'm this, I'm that. But that's just talk and you use the other person as an excuse not to do. It's not them suppressing you. It's you're scared to jump and you're blaming them and acting as if they're suppressing you. My friends, life is very simple. It comes down to the actions. The enormous ability for people to talk about what they're gonna do versus them actually doing it is staggering. I, I watch people all the time tell me what they're gonna do and they're putting in four hours a week on it. They're putting, you know, they're like literally watching entire seasons of on Netflix more than executing on their thing. It's because they're escaping. Netflix and 2K and the new the Baby album, that's escape. You're consuming to escape. I come to Orlando today to put the mirror in your face and ask you to become accountable. Every single thing that has not gone my way in my life is 100% my fault. I love running VaynerMedia because every time there's a problem, I'm like, okay, first, this is my fault. Second, maybe I should fire the person that <laughs> But what I know is I hired that person or I hired the person that hired that person which makes it 
my fault. I watch people that manage people. I watch people in here that employ people love to spew blame on everybody but themselves. I promise you, you wanna get real happy if that's what we're aiming? Leave this conference and realize anything you're complaining about or are sad about is, because it's true, 100% your fault. 100. I don't care that your uncle stole 400 bucks from you. You shouldn't have given your uncle 400 bucks. I don't care that the government did this or systemic that or your mom was an alcoholic. Listen, here's my thing. If one person on earth with a similar circumstance to you, one, there's an example. And there's one of them for everything. And you're more, listen, that doesn't mean that I don't have compassion. That doesn't mean that it's not true. The problem is you need to pay attention to who listens to you crying. Let me give you a preview to who listens to you crying and complaining about the other losers in your life. It's true. It's one big circle of everybody complaining to everybody that the system and everybody else is wrong and it's three people sitting on a couch not willing to do My friends, accountability and lack of entitlement lead to happiness. For you to figure out what that is for you is the biggest thing I'm here for because I know, and again, when I do the 40-year-old and over, it, to me, the 40-year-olds in here and above, they're the ones that are in the best position because they do know logically, because they have context, that this internet thing is remarkable. Like, uncomfortably remarkable. Like, we couldn't do the things, we, like, when we all grew up, there was no other part of the world that you could do at night, because this is about practicality. You could be listening to me and being like, yeah, okay, I'm ready, but I have $87,000 in debt, right? Cool. So my big thing is like, work your job that pays you. This is where nobody talks about this. Everyone's like, Gary, okay, I'm $50,000 in debt. I got you on the side hustle thing. I'm even committed to starting my podcast or my content about my t-shirt business from 7 p.m. to 11 at night. I'm willing to put in that work, but I can't get caught up. And I'm like, well, tell me about your expenses. My friends, you want to talk about something that is completely become something nobody talks about? Nobody talks about saving money. Like, it's just not a conversation. Like, there's a very easy way to do this. If you make 49,000 a year, live as if you're making 27. Everybody lives over what they make. No wonder you can't save money. Your apartment's too nice. Of course you can't save money. Your car is too fancy. Of course you can't save. You're buying clothes you can't afford. There are that complain to me, and this is where I'm, listen, if you're DMing me or emailing me, know that I don't fool around. When you DM me and say, meh, I can't, I can't, the first thing I do is go to your account. Don't let me hear that you're broke as and the first story I click on, you're drinking a $7 coffee. If you're broke, you're not allowed to take Uber. Take the bus. <laughs> we need to start saving money to get it. Are you in a spot? Are you in debt? You don't like it? There's gonna be no fast track to a million dollars that's gonna fix that. It's gonna be taking a step back and drinking a whole lot of humility, not a French latte. I don't get it. People are always like, Gary, your story about you building your dad's business, that's not true. Like, you, like that can't be true. You had money to invest in Twitter and all that. I know your story, I'm like, okay, right. Because when I made $53,000 a year, I had a $2,000 a month apartment, then I moved down to a $1,400 one because I wanted to save more money, and I bought nothing for a decade. I went out zero times, I bought no clothes, I wore liquor t-shirts to work. I spent no money. Not super complicated. I, how many people here are immigrants or the children of immigrants? Raise your hands. Raise them high. How many people are the children of? Keep your hands up. And how many are the actual immigrants? 
Awesome. Immigrants have figured out. Immigrants come here, they work, and they save money. I went on one and a half vacations my entire childhood. We went, actually, we went to Orlando. We stayed in the Holiday Inn and my mom ate like one sandwich in the week. Immigrant Immigrant Everybody cries about immigrants. They don't spend money on dumb Try it. Try it. Save money and then do your thing. It's about patience. Where everybody gets caught up, now they're sitting. Somebody's sitting here. Sally's sitting here. She's 39. She's like, okay, this makes sense. And then she's like, but and, I'm, and she's like, it's gonna take too long. And I'm like, Sally, you're 39. Do you wanna be miserable for the next 60 years? Or do you wanna have some grinding years for the next seven and be 46 and young as and start the process of actually being happy? People's complete inability to take one step backwards, to take two steps forward, is destroying people. Do you know how many people here own their home? Do you know how many of those people should sell it? I'm being serious. Do you know how many people have no liquid cash, their home is their drain, and what they should do is sell the home and either buy a smaller one or rent to give themselves liquid to be able to go on the offense, but their home, which oh by the way, has four too many rooms. No, like, do you know few people have a home that actually fits their actual reality? People have homes with four extra rooms or live in a town that makes it look better for them. Man, there's so many moves out here, my friends. I haven't even started. And I'm just like, geez, so many things. And, it, and by the way, it all goes back to what I started with. Everything good that happened to me is because of my inability to hear you cheering or to hear you booing. You just don't know me. And I don't know you. And I don't fully know my mom. And she doesn't fully know me. I'm being serious. We all know this. Only you know you. So why are you letting somebody else's judgment dictate your behavior? It's true. All right, I think I've made my point on the clouds. Let's get into the dirt. There's two places, and you know where I'm going, right now that have so much free organic reach that if you post on it, good will happen. TikTok, LinkedIn, right? I've been saying it. You all were waiting for it. You made the jokes right now. You can name it. You can verbatim say I was gonna say it. You just tapped your friend and said I told you he was gonna say it. And you still don't do it. This is some unbelievable You literally know, you're talking to somebody now who for 15 years has been right consistently of where the underpriced attention is. I told you for a half decade, the reason I'm always right is I never guess, I just wait till it happens and then I just say it the fastest and the loudest. It's 100% true. There is no, I'm not a fortune teller, I'm not Nostradamus, I don't know the future, I know the present. And I have no fear. Gary, you can't do TikTok, it's for teenage girls. I'm like, this isn't communism, I'm doing it. (laughs) They told me I couldn't do Facebook because it was for college kids. It's for Grandparents now. I'm gonna say it 47 times, whether you sell a home or for 50 year olds, TikTok, LinkedIn, here's why. I'm gonna make it very basic. Here's how the internet works. New platforms come along. Lots of users rush to it because it's caught fire for whatever reason. The amount of content being put into the stream isn't enough compared to how many people are consuming. Thus, the machine shows more stuff to more people. It's called organic reach. How many people here benefited from Facebook 2010, 11? Raise your hands. Raise them high, I just wanna know. You people should know the most. You know exactly what happened on Facebook. It was rocking in 2009, 10, 11, 12. You built a fan page with 150,000 people on it. You pressed a button, a ton of people saw it. They shared it, you built brand, da 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 And then all of a sudden you woke up one day and you're like, sucks, he me. Why am I hitting it? And it's Because the organic reach went down because enough people were content producing to match the attention. Everyone's like, they want the money, they want that. Every one of these apps only wants you to stay on the app. That's their entire business. They're not changing to more ads, or they're not doing that, they're doing one thing, keep you on. 
keep you on is their business. You don't like it and you leave, they're out of business. If everybody unsubscribes and deletes the app of Twitter tomorrow, Twitter's out of business. Only the attention of people, which means they're aligned with you, not the other way around. I love when people are like, oh, they're feeding me. People are like, that's so spooky. I just looked at this picture and now it's in my feed. You looked at that picture for the same reason it's in your feed. It's your behavior. It's your behavior. So, I don't know what to tell you. I think every single person here should post three posts a day on TikTok and three posts a day on LinkedIn. And you can decide if, you, if, if TikTok's too young for your business, that's fine. But I remind you this, what you learn on posting on TikTok may help you in your business in three years. Because all of a sudden now, miraculously, Instagram has started a TikTok competitor as a feature in Brazil. And if it works, all of a sudden it's gonna be part of Instagram. And that's where you're super focused right now. And just like you didn't give a shit about Snapchat and you walk around proud that you never jumped on that, what you don't realize is the people that did jump on it were better at doing Instagram stories which made their Instagram better. You can learn the skill somewhere else and bring it to a different home. Everyone's just so emotional about the home. I'm on TikTok not because I think it's cool. I'm on TikTok not because I need a new platform to talk about. I'm on TikTok because 1.5 billion people downloaded the app and are paying attention. And that's why I'm on it and you're not on it because, oh, that's that dumb my niece plays with. I'm on it with data. You're not on it because of opinion. I think everybody should consider a podcast. If you are capable of talking, I think you should consider a podcast. Audio consumption will continue to grow. It will continue to grow and grow and grow. Watch this, I want everybody to look around. How many people five years ago, and be honest here, don't just raise your hand, like it's, this is important. How many people five years ago were consistently listening to a podcast? Raise your hand, raise it high. Everybody look around, look around, look around. We're looking. Good, good, good. Hands down. How many people are now consistently listening to a podcast? Raise your hand. That. Keep it up, if you don't mind, look around. That's the business I'm in. I'm in the business of where is the attention. The reason podcasting, well actually watch this. How many people now watch YouTube videos, including mine, but aren't actually watching the video, you're just listening to the audio? Raise your hands. Look at this, look. People are spending, this is why I get so mad at people, they're like, what about the lighting and the production? One more time, how many people are just listening to it? Raise your hand. These are the same hands that are up that are telling me they can't do YouTube because they can't make it look great. The customer's not even looking. My friends, unemotional decision making is what has allowed me the great luxury of standing at this table. I, it's not a table. <laughs> Yeah, you guys were being super kind. I love you, Orlando. (laughs) Listen to me. Unemotional. Everything I want it to be means nothing to me. How I want the world to be has nothing to do with what the world's doing. So many people here are not doing things on these apps because they don't like that kids are at dinner tables on their phone. They don't like that these kids can't look you in the face when you shake their hand does that have to do with anything? (laughs) People are making decisions about their business predicated on emotional decisions of how they singularly want the world. You have that level of audacity. You have the level of audacity to think that your opinion on how the world should be is how the world should be. Are you kidding me? I am fascinated by this. Gary, I don't like this social media stuff. It's ruining us. I'm like, really? Explain. Well, the Russians. (laughs) That's my favorite. I'm like, let me ask you a question, Barry. Do you think when you went into the poll booth, like miraculously the Russians grabbed your hand and made you pull the lever? We are good at blaming other Parents love to blame social media and iPads on all that's wrong with their kids, yet, 
anytime a kid is looking for attention and they're busy, they're throwing the iPad at them like it's a stake to a tiger. I talk to all these parents. Oh, Gary, the internet's all up. Hey, mom, hey, take this. Download the app. We live in the greatest era of non-accountability, especially in this country, because this country has had the great fortune of multiple decades of prosperity and continuum that has completely left us not having context on real life. This is a room full of people who get mad if they don't get enough likes on an Instagram post while their great-grandparents went through the Great Depression. World wars, Vietnam, real and we're crying about the dumbest ever. The world has never been better. The mainstream media tells us it's the worst. I understand how this works. I come from the Soviet Union. I know how this all works. I ask you to understand that you for your business have the ability to communicate. Do you understand that what I'm telling you with TikTok and Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube and podcasting and Twitter used to cost 30 years ago millions of dollars in infrastructure to be in the game that you would have to buy a printing press and deliver newspapers, that you'd have to shoot a satellite into the air and start a TV network. This would cost tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, and yet, we are not taking advantage of it. It, That's right. You little three-year-old, you get it and they don't. gets it. She's frustrated over there. She's like, these dumb don't get it. My friends, do me a favor. Let's make this real simple. Please use tonight to honestly figure out why you're not posting. Because it's an excuse, I hope you know. Because on Twitter, you can post 40 times a day, write words, and if you don't have a designer, you hit the little GIF button, and they give you a default GIF, and now you have design for free. Like, it's not because you don't have the infrastructure or the money, and don't even start with me with the, Gary, I don't have time. That's my favorite, DM, Gary, I don't have time. Switch over to the account, latest story, eating 17 (laughs) Chick-fil-A's. Huge shout out to the politician, watched all eight episodes last night. Nobody can beat me in 2K. You have time. I promise you, if you're not fully happy, all you have is time. Because if you're not fully happy, you need to reallocate your time. That's the truth. Like, and by the way, when I say certain things like this, I, can, I put myself into the audience and I'm like, he doesn't get it, he doesn't, I, I understand that. Like I understand being on the receiving end of that comment because it's perspective. I think one thing that you can, here's a good one. One thing you can learn about the current political climate is that life is about perspective. People see things differently. We live in a country where there's two really hardcore points of view, yet there is only one reality. It's just the angle you see it in. I don't don't judge you here today. I'm here for one reason, with the hope that you may be willing to try a different perspective if you're not in a great place. When you hear, listen, I don't wanna come across audacious when I'm telling you you have time and you're like, you dude, I have three kids, I'm a single parent, I've got two, I get that. I'm just saying if you're unhappy, we have to hack. I need to audit every minute. I'm interested, because otherwise, let's not play. If you're not desperate to find the solution, if you're unhappy, then don't play. And this changed, man, I just can't get over it. Honestly, I wish, you know what I really wish? Tomorrow, some weird like asteroid came down, hit Earth, and everybody who's dead is reborn. I would just love for you to see the way people that are 150 years old would look at the world today. They would be like, you have all this? They'd be like, I used to take outside. (laughs) You're talking internet? I'm just pumped you have running water in your house. We have lost perspective and we have absolutely let judgment of others dictate our happiness. I'm trying to figure out how to suffocate this, how to get you to go home and really reset, start over. 
There's no process or system or course. This is a mental warfare. Why are you not posting on the internet? It's free. I've had the great luxury of hearing every excuse at this point. I know them, I understand them, they're excuses. It's just like getting into better shape. It blows, the health industry is the most interesting ever. There's a seminar going on right now around health and wellness. Meanwhile, the entire keynote should be the following. Eat better, work out daily. Good night, see ya. This hour that I've dragged out, here it is in one sentence, post stuff on the internet. <laughs> it, it, it is that craziness. It's that simple, yet it's clearly not. Because when my hardest core fans who cheer and retweet and put goat emojis in my comments, if you're putting goat emojis in my comments and you're not posting 10 times a day, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I don't want your compliments, I want you to hear me. I don't want your follow, I don't feel, man, I don't want you to buy my wine or my sneakers either on some random, just go make yourself happy with what's the matter with you. I'm giving you the blueprint for free. How many people saw that deck that I put out the other day on my birthday? That cost me a lot of money to make. You downloaded it and you were hyped and you still haven't posted anything. What are we waiting for? Are you really waiting for the economy to collapse and it going back to bad times and then you sitting in your room when you get fired from your job and say, I wish I listened? Like, are we really waiting for that? Is that where we're at? Are we all just a bunch of lung cancer people who smoke 800 cigarettes a day? We told you as and then you're laying at 80, dying from lung cancer, like, maybe I shouldn't have done it. (laughs) The answer is yes, that is what we are doing. So now I ask you that the serendipity of the world brought us together here this evening. Can we at least act on it? Can you please start making videos on YouTube? Production value. You don't have makeup on. If you don't makeup on, if somebody says you're ugly, my friends, can I, man, can I tell you something? Do you understand that if you make a video and somebody leaves a comment, shut up, you look so ugly, put some makeup on, do you understand that you should not feel bad, that you should look at that comment, take a step back and say, my God, I feel so sad for this person. This person took time out of their life to watch my video and spit venom into the comment. Their life is so We shouldn't be mad at haters and trolls. We should deploy compassion. If you're the kind of human being that watches other people to drag them, my friends, cliche, misery loves company. I swear on my children's health, every negative comment I get, the entire chemical frame of my body goes into compassion, sympathy, and empathy. I mean that. Just post content. If you're weird, you know, if it's scary to you to go on video, then write, right? If you, know, you want to start a podcast, and what are you gonna go, like, <laughs> I do this, then I get a million emails. Gary, okay, you convinced me. Orlando was lit, I'm fired up, I'm doing it. <laughs> now real quick, what do I need to do to set up for a podcast? I found this thing, I just bought this course for $997 to buy how to set up a podcast. Like, do I need good lighting? Do I need a microphone? Do I need this? No, your phone has something called memos, press the button, talk. (laughs) This, this computer is more powerful than the computer that Ronald Reagan had to run the free world. Every excuse you've got of not having equipment, it's in your pocket. This, this, you have it. Everybody has it. It's crazy that we have it. Enough. Please, please make today the day that you're gonna finally make. Written, audio, video, they'll ebb and flow. They get hot at different times. 2003 blogs exploded, if you remember. That was for writers. Then YouTube comes along in 05. Here comes the video movement. We've all been in the video movement. 
Over the last three years, we're in the audio movement. We're in the audio movement. And by the way, everybody in this room, everybody here is gonna make a ton of buying decisions with just their voice. This Alexa and Google thing, it's real. You might be listening to just music right now or some joke because it hasn't been advanced yet, but that's just like the iPhone. Let me remind everybody that the biggest app on the iPhone in the first year was the app that looked like it was a beer and you drank it. <laughs> yeah, the lighter. <laughs> if you think a lot has happened in technology the last 15 years, wait till you see the next 15. If you are not making content, you are becoming irrelevant. I don't care if you're the alpha in your neighborhood and you've been doing it for 23 years and everybody knows who you are, they're gonna forget real quick over the next decade. How many people here are retiring within the next 10 years? And I don't mean before you raise your hands that you're gonna crush it with some system and buy a island. I mean you're old and finished. <clears throat> you look too good, I don't see it. So okay, for the seven of you, cool. But for everybody else in this room, if you're not heeding my call this evening, you can't imagine the level of irrelevance you will have in a decade if you don't get on this treadmill now. This marathon is real. There's a lot of people in this room that aren't even practicing. Completely disrespecting the most obvious thing on earth. Free platforms, free. That's why I get crazy when organic reach goes down. They're like, oh, they're us. Really? It was free. <laughs> people are mad at Instagram for a free platform that can build at scale but rushing to pay $4,000 for some dumb that's free on the internet. It is time to change our collective perspectives. The second you can get your mind into a place where you're not doing this for anybody but yourself, this is why I always bring up Rocky IV. Who saw that? Drago. <clears throat> if you remember that scene where he loses and then he gets super and he basically says, you Russia, I was in the ring for myself. I wasn't fighting for this country, I was in it for myself. That's where I'm trying to get all of you. You're living this life for yourself. The way for you to be selfless and love everybody else is to start with being selfish for yourself. Make yourself happy. You're not making anybody happy if you're not happy. And you're doing stuff to make somebody else happy, you're not. You're actually creating resentment on both sides of the equation. So my friends, please take advantage of the fact that we all got lucky. Every one of us could have been born at a different era. This could be a keynote about watch out for the black plague. <laughs> Seriously. You know, it's like a funny thing to say. People got wiped the out. I mean it. We've lost complete context of time and historics. Most people in this room are gonna live for 50 more years. If you're under 30, it scares me to think about how long you're gonna live. Of course, there's the occasional horrible accent. Of course, there's disease. But please pay attention to what's happening. The advancements of modern medicine, this is why I get so going, right? Like, this is why I always make so much content about 28-year-olds, 25, like, 30 scares the out of people on a random number, on something that made sense maybe 50, 60 years ago when people lived to 60 and 55. Please, please, just please figure this out. If you are producing 25 to 50 pieces of content of what you believe, what the value you bring, remember to make content for the audience, not just for yourself. If you make 50 pieces of content that says buy this, buy that, nothing good's gonna happen. If you figure that out, so much good can happen. We're just caught. Caught in judgment and insecurity. Trying to oppress people we don't even like. Makes no sense and it needs to stop. We need to make happiness the North Star of our society. I'm done with people saying like, I'd rather cry in my Ferrari. It's the stupidest statement of all time. <laughs> so stupid. People say like that when they don't realize what crying is. Depression is horrible. Unhappiness is horrible. Nobody wants to cry in their Ferrari. I'd rather be happy as taking the bus.
A funny thing happens when that becomes your system. You start looking for things that make you happy. Funny thing happens when you start doing things that make you happy. You start working more, harder. You become invigorated. You like it. All of a sudden, funny things happen. When you like it and you put in the work, results start happening. You understand? Think about your workout regimen. When you tried to go on the treadmill, that wasn't for you, but you found some, I don't know, some class or some weightlifting or something else. You found the thing that worked for you. You need to find the professional thing that works for you. We need to really have this conversation. Please, if you love college football, if you love cutting hair, if you love fashion, figure out what you love and try to start a side hustle, a podcast, a YouTube show, an Instagram account around that thing, that thing that's your hobby, the thing that you want to do laying in your bed from 8 p.m. to 12 at night. And then be grateful that you can lay in your bed from 8 p.m. to 12 at night and actually make something of yourself or make yourself happier or start that thing because that didn't exist 25 years ago. This is the greatest era of opportunity. Please don't get older and regret not taking advantage of it. Please use this keynote to finally get you to make. Thank you, Orlando. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.